Hey everybody, this is Mark Richards, the owner of Wasatch Recovery and a proud sponsor of Todd Sylvester's BeliefCast. We are excited to have you join us as we discuss Wasatch Recovery's unique treatment programs for overcoming addictions and techniques for developing a healthier lifestyle. We call this the Wasatch Way. Wasatch Recovery's goal is to instill hope, teach resilience, and help you achieve recovery. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in week after week. Today, I'm so excited because we're going to do another episode of the Wasatch Way. And today, we are joined by Ryan Decker and Christian Smith. They are our marketing team. They are the ones out there getting people who are suffering and struggling with addiction and mental illness into our program. And they are the front line, really, honestly, to these people who are sometimes, you know, barricaded into their hotel room, their houses. They don't want to do anything. They want to change. And you guys go in there and you convince these people to come to our amazing program. So we're going to talk to these two amazing individuals. I love them both like brothers. Um, I admire them. I, I love the way they live their lives. They've both been addicts themselves and they've overcome and they're doing amazing things and I love them to death. And I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all our sponsors. You guys are fantastic. Wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without you guys. And so today's going to be fun. These two guys are not only amazing people, but they're crazy at the same time. Uh, <laughs> right? True. <laughs> True. Hey, speaking of that, before we get going, was there a, a reason that you introduced Ryan first before me? <laughs> I mean, why, why that? I'm older. I have more seniority with years on this planet, but he used your name first. We, I always save the best for last. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so there you go. And then another thing, Decker, did you see him tear up as he introduced us? And no, talked? it's true. Those are real time. tears, and I I'm dead it. serious. I love you guys yeah. like brothers. I love you, brother. Um, seriously, you guys are amazing people. We don't say this enough to each other, so that's maybe why I'm tearing up because we, we work, we're busy, we're going, going 1,000 miles an hour, but you guys, I hope you know how much I care about you guys. Yeah. I think I do. It's feeling yeah. mutual, brother. You know no, that. I know. Yeah. So here we are, Wasatch Way. I'm not sure where we're going to go with this today, but um, love to hear from each one of you. Maybe Christian, we'll start with you since you felt like you were outed here a minute ago. <laughs> um, slided, I guess, is a better word. Tell us a little bit about your background, so people who may not have heard your story at this point, just a little bit, like what uh, you, you know, what your background is and what you do here at Wasatch. Okay, for years uh, I've been in. I'm 61 years old. Don't say anything, Decker. He makes fun of me, man, because he makes fun of elderly people. <laughs> you do, just Jackson. not all of them, yeah, just you. you. Just... <laughs> but for, for my uh, career has always been in sales, and so for many years I was in the medical device sales in the OR, oh, okay. uh, representing mechanical heart valves, cardiovascular grafts, and stuff like that. But during that time, I start down my road of addiction, starting with the motorcycle accident, pain pills. That yeah. quickly added alcohol to that because that's a good day, right? Pain yeah. pills and alcohol, that's a good day. And then later on, uh, this lasted for 27 years, ended up with crack cocaine. Go to treatment 13 years ago uh, after a set in jail and loved it. And I'm giving you the short version. So finally after treatment, a couple of episodes, yeah, find recovery and didn't want to go back to the operating room, didn't want to go there, and was given an opportunity to go work in the industry at Steps. And uh, that was almost 13 years ago, and I haven't looked back. I love it. I've been, th this is what's fun about today is, is we can talk about 
working in the industry because yeah. um, I have a kind of a weird reputation for having worked at a few places and uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, and one of those places I worked at was uh, another treatment center where I got to, I got to meet Ryan Decker. And for a couple of years, we got a chance to work kind of side by side. And the experience was good and bad at the place we worked at, but my experience with Decker from the get-go was this is my kind of a guy. He is the real deal. He is fun when it's time to be fun, and he is serious when it's time to be serious. He, he respects the disease of what's going on in the brain at the time of all this stuff, and he's given me a uh, he's given me the luck of the disease. We'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> We're gonna have episode. to edit that part. <laughs> just kidding. Just and kidding. So now I had a year ago, just about a year ago, right now, I was given this yeah wonderful opportunity to be part of the your team. Yeah. And Decker leads the team. He's phenomenal. Leads by example, and we work yeah. hard. And um, nobody works harder than Decker. Yeah, Decker works his ass off, and I agree with you. He is the real deal. He's the funniest dude I've ever met. But also, when it comes down to helping people, boy, he's got a lot of passion there, uh, just like you do, Christian. And and that's why I love rubbing shoulders with you guys. It's just fun. We have a great time. We we joke around, but at the end of the day, we're trying to help people not uh, end their lives through you know addiction or overdose or suicide. You know, serious stuff. We're dealing with some really heavy things. And and so yeah, Decker, maybe a little background on you. Th- those that maybe don't know your story. Yeah. And just to go back to that, you do have to have some fun because if this was just, I mean, there's, it's a hard, it's a hard deal at times. It's a very, I mean, it's life or death. So it is, you do have to find enjoyment and everything you can. But, um, yeah, my background is, um, you know, some traumatic stuff growing up. Dad took his life, uh, kind of carried that with me. And then mm-hmm. into, uh, high school, just, you know, tried anything and everything and just uh kind of like christian said you know one injury led me down the uh oxycontin opiate stuff and that was that you know i like it just fell in love with it and it uh did it for a decade and a half and um you know and everything else under the sun but yeah. you know some medical stuff you know seizures and you know you know almost losing my family and stuff i finally uh i uh, reached out for some help and went to a hospital and um, actually met the owner of Wasatch. Mark Richards came to talk to me and I actually told him when he first came up, said, no, I don't want to go there. <laughs> and uh, all the other places came and talked to me and actually committed to go somewhere else. And Mark felt inspired to come the next day. And, you know, now I know it was all just, you know, it was meant to be that way. Yeah. And I felt it on immediately and started my journey. And that was, uh, came through Wasatch little over seven years ago and it, yeah. you know, it's really changed my life and the, the people I know I mean you guys I don't even you guys are family I mean that, that's the one thing about working at Wasatch is it's, it's it's not a job it's it's we are we're a family trying to help people yeah and that's pretty unique where you know when you can hang out with you know get people you work with on a weekend because you choose to because you love yeah, them because right. you you know or you had a hard day or you know like my 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 stepfather just passing away me be able to come in and just talk to you as yeah. you know what i mean that's that that's huge that's that doesn't happen in most places yeah no i appreciate that and i think we all are in agreement there for sure and it's, you know yeah, it, go ahead Chris. it's been in the years i've been doing this the 
the camaraderie and the relationship amongst staff here at Wasatch, I've never seen its equal. We, we I've been to places where it was good. There were yeah. good and bad, but the the totality of this is good. We're open. We're honest. We get serious, but we have lots of fun. It mm-hmm. really is a great staff. The culture staff from the staff top to bottom, including Mark and Jeff, the owners. It's pretty. It's a pretty good place. Yeah, like honestly, Sunday nights. I'm not dreading Monday morning. I've had jobs where I'm like, Sunday night, you're like, why are you so down? Oh, I got to go to this job tomorrow that I've never felt that way. Times we do feel heavy because we lose clients and this and that, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, I can't wait to see you two hooligans on Monday morning. Are you kidding me? And, what a way to start my day. And it's, <laughs> what a unique job or how blessed we are that we get to help people. I mean, like you did, like I, Mm -hmm. when I was in the program, you made such an impact on my life that my kids still have a dad. Right. And, you know, to be able to give some of that back and kind of be in the front lines, it's, that's, that's awesome. That's more than just us. That's more, you know what I mean? That's for sure. Yeah. No, thank you. I, you know, here's a thought. And I, again, we, we have no agenda today, folks. We just want to sit down and talk our true feelings. You mentioned something. You weren't going to come to Wasatch initially. Then Mark came back, talked to you a little bit more. You felt something that hey, this may be different. You you said there was you know basically God in the details of what you went through. Right. Let's talk about that for a second of why maybe having a higher power, and you know whether you you know anyone listening to this if you believe in God or the universe or energy whatever your higher power may be, but why why is that so important? I'd love to hear from both you guys like. Why is a higher power in all this uh, critical, do you think? Well, and I can tell you from both sides of it, one, it being used to help me and also me helping someone else. But, yeah, I mean, when you're at the lowest of your low and you're at the, you know, the bottom, right, you know, you're, you usually find your knees quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prayed harder than ever, right? It was, yeah. a, it was a life-changing thing. Um, and... Mark was for sure an instrument and what, you know, whoever, whatever higher power, right? He was an instrument and uh, I felt it on immediately when he came in. I'm like, I don't know what I'm jumping into, but let's do it. Like I trust you. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, in my life now working in this, it, it doesn't just happen. Like I've been put in places that don't make any sense at all. No rational sense that should even be there. Yeah. So call it what you want to call it, whatever. I think it's, you know, my higher power placing me in certain situations to help somebody, you know, that's what I say when it's bigger than me. I mean, it's bigger than me. Like a lot of yeah. times it makes no sense. I've in fact, wow. even, um, one example is uh, Christian and we weren't working together at the time. And it was crazy because I was at a hospital visiting somebody and, and you never see anybody in the halls. It's like crickets. And somehow, right as I walk up, Christian walks out of a room. And Christian says something along the lines of, this is just, he said, just come in here. He just kind of like paused. <laughs> uh-huh. And I went in and talked to an older gentleman and um, with a good, you know, Christian was there with a good friend of ours, Alema. And, mm-hmm. and I talked to this guy and we helped him kind of, he came through Wasatch and kind of did the deal. But that just there's just so many little coincidences that aren't coincidences. Okay, pause on yeah, that. Yeah. On that, that's a good example. That particular case, the reason I walked out of the room, because the program I was working, 
couldn't help him financially wise. He had insurance that the program I was representing couldn't uh, couldn't take. Couldn't take. I was walking out of the room to find out who was it I could call that was in network with his insurance company. And who do I see walking down the hall at that very moment? And we can we yeah. we can write a book on this. Yeah. This it's, isn't it's, just it's a one-time deal. Every, this happens often, all the time. Yeah, and it, it it is powerful because you know I like I I kind of have this this job title right. Like it's not like you go to school for, right? Like this isn't something that a lot of people are cut out for because yeah. it is so heavy, and you do have to get callous to yeah. a lot of emotional and you know there's it's, yeah. it's hard but there's also the other side on these guys are getting their lives back and i'm not qualified to do that so it is kind of unique to watch <laughs> how my higher powers kind of taught me along the way if that makes sense for sure and to be more like kind of yeah. receptive like okay yeah. bro you you need to go do this like now you need to call this person case like you and me and todd just had this last week yeah uh, somebody we caught wind that was struggling a little bit and we just threw out a, a text. He wouldn't pick up the phone of like, we love you. Calls when you're ready. Well, he's coming in. He's coming in later today, you know? Yeah. And he, he replied back to me and he called you, sent me a text just saying, Hey, that message is what I needed. Thank you. It makes me realize you guys actually care about me. And here he is coming in today. Going to get the help he needs another, hopefully life saved. Um, because we just sent a simple message saying, Hey, we love you. We're here to help you. If you remember my story when I did a podcast earlier, yes. the thing that changed that changed my whole life was was the concept you guys just talked about. Jason Webb sends a text that, uh, or a, excuse me, it was a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Here's the voicemail verbatim: Christian, it's Jason. Have I told you I loved you lately? That uh, when you talk about God, you know, maybe that's all God is. Maybe, maybe the higher power of God could be just love, the concept and the power found in love. Because that, that, that message you guys just talked about, the one I received, those are, those are catalytic events that changed my life because somebody loved me. Maybe I could grab hold of that love from them and yeah. eventually have enough love for myself. We're wow. good at that here. Yeah, well, we beautiful. do. And, yeah. and, you know, it's like the, what we say, you know, you, we'll love you until you can love yourself. Yeah. Right. Like, like just everybody asks me, why do you hug everybody? I mean, if you had any idea what these people are going through or what I've been through, bring it in. Yeah. Give me, you know what I mean? Like, and I think as a world, if we were to be more loving and non judgmental on people's trials, man, we could really, really make some change. Yeah. It was the first thing I noticed as a new hire here was the client centeredness, the client focus. Um, I came from the old school when I first went to treatment. It was old school. They were going to beat you down. They were going to tell you you suck, you're broken, (laughs) until you believed it, and then humble enough to let them rebuild you theoretically. But that... Those days are gone anyways in the industry, but I've never... The first thing I noticed was at Wasatch, there was a genuine client focus that we're not here to break you. You are not necessarily broken the way I thought I was told I was broken, and we will give you the tools you need to not only survive this difficult life but to thrive in it yeah. that, that was a unique thing that i found yeah. here well i love that guys um you know uh, there's a beautiful statement that says love of self will prove to be the most powerful antidote over any unwanted or addictive behaviors period and go along with what you said decker we'll love you till you love yourself and when you do love you 
like I always do this with my clients, you know, hey, do you have a, some of, a lot of people come in here with children, right? Hey, you know, I ask them, who's their youngest child? You know, oh, it's, uh, it's Billy, right? And, then, and I'll say, would you ever give Billy heroin? And they're like, hell no. Well, I'm always like, what, what, why? You know, and they're like, well, God, that's, that would be so wrong. But I go, because you what them? And they go, because I love them. And I said, there it is. I go, that's the problem is you don't love you on the level you love your kid. And when you love yourself on the level you love your kid, you won't put that poison in your body either. Why? Because you love you. And that's why you're here. And that's what I think we do differently here is we help them love themselves and we help them answer the question who they are. Right? Yeah. How cool is that? So we just got through this weekend. The pre- I'm a, per- a member of the predominant religion of the state You're of You're Catholic? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yes. Yes, I am. And, and so one of the talks was on, uh, on for, in, for Christianity in the New Testament, the Savior was asked, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? And I always love, I can envision the story when he's asked. By the way, it was a bunch of attorneys that were asking the question. No offense to any attorneys that might be listening, but they were trying to trick him up a little bit. Because <laughs> you can imagine, you know, if he says, you know, it's a, adultery. Ah, that's important. The attorney would say, but then they would get into a debate of, is it more important? Anyway, you remember his answer, right? He yeah. says, the greatest commandment is to love God and then love your neighbor. And then he implied a third one, that love your neighbor as you love yourself and then simply went on to say if you'll just do those three things it'll be okay it will be okay and we don't focus on the love of self we don't as much as as we could well and i we could maybe add this you know gospel by todd instead of saying love thy neighbor as thyself what if you said love your love yourself as you love your children because how powerful is that i mean I know you both have kids. I do too. We love our kids. We would do anything for them. Imagine having that same love and energy and force towards ourselves. What a game changer that is. It, it was. And that's what you're saying, basically, yeah. is what they were saying, right? And it was for me on a personal note. Uh, I'm struggling with this God thing uh, early in recovery. Like, I believe there's a God, but that God sucks at his job. That's kind of where my mentality was because I'm in a lot of pain and things are just going bad. Yeah. Some guy comes up to me on a similar note that you just described, Todd, was Smith. Um, didn't even didn't even talk to me with respect. It was Smith, not Mr. Smith. <laughs> hey, Smith, you got, you got four kids, right? Yeah. Anything they could do to stop you from loving them? I quickly responded, heck no. And he pressed it. You sure? Well, I happen to have one of my four kids who's crazy, kind of nuts, in a non-clinical way, just fun yeah. Out there, Sarah and Sarah, just like like this, Decker, kind of, yeah. kind of like Ryan yeah. Decker, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy in the funnest way, not clinically. Um, and I thought for a minute, you know, Sarah, I'm familiar with disappointment and frustration raising teenagers, particularly Sarah. But I went on to think, no, there's nothing anyone my kids, including Sarah, could do to stop me from loving him. And then he paused, yeah. looked at me, and said, "Couldn't there be a God that felt that way about their kids?" And he walked away. And that was like that a was, kind of a mic drop. It, it really was for me. Like, wait a minute. If that's true and it felt like it was, why can't I do that? Why, don't, why do I have to think that this God that I knew as a kid only loved me if I was doing all the right things all the time, which is impossible. And that, yeah. changed, that changed my whole perspective on, on the God thing. Wow. Anything you'd add to that, Decker? Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of relating back to it when I was in treatment. And yet there, I had a lot of the... Okay, why did I get this raw deal and have all these challenges in my life? 
right whatever kind of god you have whatever you know universe whatever but why are these my trials and yeah it's it did suck but it also like made me the person i am today yeah. and maybe i had to go through all that crap for somebody else yeah. like to you know what i mean maybe the reason i'm here is it you know it wasn't all for me but for someone else but yeah it's Ooh. it's it's crazy and i remember sitting in a group one time at wasatch and my therapist it was a big light bulb moment he, he said you got to admit you love drugs more than your kids Ouch. and and i played through this scenario like i'm gonna hit this dude as hard as i can <laughs> right. like how dare this how this dare they do say this. that and i kind of stormed out of this you know group setting and i thought about mike how messed up is that that something came in between what i love most wow yeah and and you have to you have to accept that truth because it's the truth yeah. and i know no one wants to hear that because i know how much you love your kids i know how much you love your kids christian and 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 i do too but it's like it's interesting that we'll we'll give some of that up because we'd rather get this you know but man yeah that's a that's a tough one i want to i i want to stay on this because this is huge i think and you know we obviously we live here in in utah and there's a predominant religion here um, and we have a lot of people who resent religion, resent God. They don't believe in God anymore. And I like what you said, Christian, earlier about what if God is just love? What if that's it? And I want to I want to share this. There's a book that changed my perspective on that. It's called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. This book uh, saved Ray Lewis's life. This book saved Michael Phelps's life. They will tell you that. I heard this story. It's the number one best-selling book in history, by the way. So all these things, I go, man, what's up with this book? So I get this book, and I start reading this book. And there's a line in the book, and I'm going to summarize. I don't have it memorized, but it basically said, God doesn't have love. God is love. And you know how when you read something, sometimes it just hits you? This just nailed me. I went, there it is. That's it. We, as human beings, we overcomplicate this whole process. Because we as human beings also muddy religion up too, right? Yep. But if we really look at the pure purity of the gospel, of the gospel, and I don't care what religion you're in, it's it goes all back to love. And so I'm so glad you brought that up, Christian, because I think that's it. And because again, you know how when I feel God is when I'm giving away love to someone else. Just like right now, I'm feeling it right now, sitting here with you two amazing people. And we're talking about this beautiful thing. And I'm hoping you listeners right now are feeling it too, because there it is. There's God. Or if you don't want to use the word God, call it your higher power. Love. What do you guys think of that? I think you're dead on. That's it. I think it's been kind of a quest of mine. For I didn't deliberately seek out this relationship with God, but come to find out it's all founded on just love. God is love. It, I love that you said that. It's not that God... What did you what did you call it? God does love. God doesn't have love. Doesn't, God is God is love. Love. That makes that makes much more sense to me. Yeah. We've seen Decker and I over the years doing this. We I won't speak for you, but maybe I am anyway. <laughs> we we see a lot of clients come in who who are like you said angry, resentful at organized religion, and most of it's within the pro, most of our clients come from Utah or the yeah. surrounding metropolitan area or Rocky Mountain area. So that they're frustrated with religion. And one thing that was cool here at Wasatch, and I've seen it before, but 
we are trying to help clients understand there's a difference between spirituality and religion. And I don't, you know, I go to a church building, but that's not where I get my spirituality. I don't get it there. Mm -hmm. uh, and now having explored this conversation, the foundation, my spirituality comes from my ability to offer unconditional love. Yeah. That's where my spirituality comes from. Yeah. Well, and going back to your experience, uh, Decker, when you came through our program, just me, from my perspective, I mean, I saw a guy who didn't love himself. Now, you may not have admitted that, but just watching you from a distance when you first got here through the whole process, you storming out of groups, slamming doors, that's, <laughs> that, that's all kinds of stuff. You did that, really? Oh, it's yeah. This guy was I, – I always say I wish we had Decker's experience here at Wasatch on video because it was amazing. Um, I look forward to group every day with this dude because I'm like, where, what's he going to say today? What's he going to do? But, but I saw over time – as you kept working, and you and I met a lot. We, you know, Decker is at my office 6 a.m. every freaking morning. Yeah. Pause, pause on that. That's yeah. a great point in the Wasatch Way, since this is a segment of Wasatch Way. Yeah. You, I've never been to a treatment program, Decker, where you have that opportunity as a client. That You have an opportunity to come to a world-class author, guru, podcast guy, and have some one-on-one -on -one individual life coaching. And, that, and that's... That's not doing it justice by what is accomplished in this office with you. That's another Wasatch unique thing, to have an opportunity to sign up. It's not mandatory. You get to sign up and utilize the skill set of Todd Sylvester if you choose. And like Todd was saying, I was very resistant to even thinking that a lot of this stuff is even possible. Right. Right. But the one thing I would notice is Todd would just have this, you know, shit-eating grin on his face. His eyes were always bright, and it's like 5 a.m. I'm like, this guy's found it. This guy's got it. And so once I've, you know, started making that transition to thinking, okay, this is possible, you know, before the facility's even open, Todd would be here like three hours before the day, and I would just tap on his window <laughs> yeah. just to get even 5, 10, 20 minutes of his knowledge was like, you know, it changed my life. You know, and it, it did allow me to start loving myself and mm -hmm. and then taught me to give that love away, right? Just to give it away. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that he said didn't make any sense. And I'm like, that's you full of crap, Todd. <laughs> but, the you know, years, yeah. years and years of years of, of kind of practicing, if you will, is seriously changed my life. It's still, you know, my belief systems that I can make a 40-foot putt still don't work. <laughs> but but in other Keep things. Keep trying. But in other things, it's it's – it's powerful. Yeah. Well, you know, and I thank you guys for the kind words. I, all I'm doing though, like in those moments is I was giving away what something, which something that someone gave to me, right? We're all standing on shoulders of giants. I mean, I'm standing on shoulder of giants. That's why I'm where I'm at today. And, and then I feel like an obligation like you guys do is to go give it away and give back. Right. And what's interesting is, as we, as you and I met, and I basically was giving away what someone once gave to me, you started feeling it, right? And you started loving yourself again. Again, I know it sounds corny, listeners, but it's love. I, I promise you, it's there. Yeah. It's not beyond it. It's right there. And that you know, seeing you guys the way you live your life, I mean, these guys love every client that come in here. They, I mean, it's just unreal, man. And I just, I, that's why I love seeing you guys. I go sit in there when you don't even want me in your office <laughs> because I just love to just sit there and listen to you guys have fun and 
because I love you guys. I want to feel the love, you know? And I think with the love, it also, <laughs> when you really start to love yourself, it, you develop this confidence, yeah. not cocky, but this confidence in the way you carry yourselves and the way yeah. that you interact and have not just conversations, but meaningful conversations where you can feel them, right? Yeah. When you talk about that, like, it, it was, it's always amazing to me because you can have somebody come into your office that might not be religious at all. They could be, you know, the opposite of religious. And somehow they come in here resistant, and by the time they leave, they mm -hmm. don't know what just happened, yeah. but they felt it with just tears in their eyes. And I think you can teach more with love than you can with work. Like, it's the power. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It is, yeah, no. The, years ago, I was introduced to Wayne Dyer, and he has some cool stuff. I think yeah. he's passed away now. He passed, ago. yes, yeah. but he's, he was amazing. But he tells the story of uh, a guy selling oranges, and uh, the story, I'll give you this Christian Smith version of the story, was guy's got a dozen oranges to sell. A customer comes up and wants 13 oranges. Guy doesn't have, the orange salesperson doesn't have 13. And the gist of that story is you can't give, you couldn't help him that day because you can't give what you don't have. He didn't mm -hmm. have 13. He only had 12 mm -hmm. oranges. Couldn't give it, couldn't help him. And to me, I began that journey of self-love. I can't love you, Decker. I can't love a God or the God of my understanding. I can't love anybody. I can't give what I do not have. So the journey of that we see here that Todd's done that you just described is Love self first. Learn to love self first in all your mm -hmm. glory and in all your stupidity. Ryan Decker <laughs> is probably the worst 40 foot putter I've ever seen. <laughs> it's true. But he loves it. And I love yeah. him for it. Yeah. But you can't give what you don't have. And so we're really, Todd is phenomenal. And our other clinicians, Wendy, Jason, Sean, Ashley, they're phenomenal in coaching yep. our clients to learn to love self. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I just think that's a, a topic that we hear all the time here about people are so resistant to a higher power, and I think it's critical, folks. Uh, and again, if you have the struggle with the word God, then call it love. We can all agree on that. And what is this world starving for more than anything right now? Seriously. It's love, wow. man. Like, like genuine love for the person standing next to me. One more, sorry, I'm taking too much mic time. I don't, I don't care. It's no. okay. Um, <laughs> Geriatric we, people we, do what? that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we just had a client just kind of, I don't know, what do we call it when they leave and complete the program? Complete the program. Graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it graduation? Yeah. Make, make sure you're in the mic there. Okay. Complete. We just had a gal this morning that graduated, whatever that means. Last week we had the opportunity to go to a junior high school, and she went, and... I'm just getting to know her, and as we're yeah. talking, and, and spirituality comes up, she quickly announced that she was an atheist. And okay, which was kind of a sign like, hey, don't talk to me about yeah. spirituality because I'm yeah. an atheist, which I found kind of like, okay, it's just, it was like a sign that says don't touch the glass, and for a guy like me, that means slam on the glass. Yeah. So I'm going, okay, let's explore this one to the client. Yeah. And, <laughs> And by the within an hour, as we're talking about this, she comes up and and announces what you just said, Decker. Essentially, okay, I might not believe in a real God-like thing, but through coaching with our staff and particularly with Todd, um, she, with tears in her eyes, explained that there is something that's of a greater power than she can understand or has, 
and uh, and it was just a wonderful mindset of how how people can change. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I ask often this question, when did you how do you experience God? Like just I ask that question, how do you experience it? And most people can't answer that question. And then when you look at it if it's love, let's call it love, right? So if I hold the door for someone, let's say, simple as holding the door and just, hey, have a good day. Simple, quick. I felt good by holding the door. That person felt good that I grabbed the door. Or in other words, we both felt good, right? Yep. Or in other words, I gave away some love, so I felt love, they felt love, They just we just both connected with love. Love is God. It's There it is. It's not rocket science. It's not. But we try to make it. Guys, I'm telling you, it's as simple as that. I had a kid... Um, Work, that I was working with, he was at Brighton High School, big kid, 6'7", 300 and something pounds, uh, all-American offensive lineman um, who was struggling. Um, he was want, you know, had, having thoughts of wanting to end his life, struggling with you know, the predominant religion, struggling with God it, itself. And I gave him a challenge to go to school early and hold the door the main door and as kids were walking through give him a compliment do it for 15 minutes every day before you go to school he was really reluctant but eventually did it and i'm telling you it's it saved his life he will tell you it saved my life just by holding the door and telling people hey have a good day Help, you know you look pretty today or i love your backpack or whatever it was mm-hmm. right and and what I was trying to help him realize is you were giving away love. And he go, I go, did you feel love? He go, yeah, there you go. I go, there's God right there. You experienced him right there. And he's like, oh my gosh, I never realized that. Yeah. I mean, how powerful and simple that is. You know, and again, I, I'm glad we're talking about this because we don't talk about this enough. Again, we're not trying to get anyone to go to church. What we're doing is we're trying to get someone to feel connection. What did Johan Hari say? You know, you know, the, the, the cure to, to addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection, connection. Yep. right? Yep. And right, and we're yeah. connecting right now. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is cool. It really is fun, this. <laughs> it, it is. And you really have to. Like, and it, and it is the, when you, seriously, when you walk through the doors and you do something so hard, all it takes is the, hey, it's all good. We're gonna get through this. You know what, like just that little sense of love, even that's just like a deep sigh of like okay it's gonna be okay and but like i said i mean i wasn't like the most religious guy you know and you know coming here i mean i tell you what one there's you know i shouldn't be alive yeah right you know multiple you know ambulance rides and whatever but but the fact that there's something bigger than myself helping direct me down this path like I said, it might not even been for me. It could be I'm supposed to help somebody else in this journey, but I'm gonna give as much love as I can because it's pretty effortless. Yeah, you can't help someone through the fire, out of the fire, unless you've been through the fire, and you too have been through the fire, and now you're in a position to help someone out of that fire. So I really do believe that's why you guys are here. And the most amazing thing for anybody that's listening is these are we're three guys that shouldn't be here. Yeah, right. Yeah, I shouldn't. And be here. if we can do this. Anybody can do this, right. and, and I and I mean that like anybody can do this, and nothing's ever hopeless. It's like happiness can be a choice, right? Yeah. You can love, you can be love, you deserve yeah. love. Wow, beautiful. That might be the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs>
No, that's beautiful, guys. I, I think, you know, um, that's probably hard to top what you just said, Decker. I think if anyone's listening to this right now who needs help or has a friend or a loved one or a family member that needs treatment or just needs someone to talk to, what's the best way for those people to get in touch with you guys? Christian, we'll start with you since you want to go first. Yeah, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, yeah, you don't hurt my feelings now. Way, way to go, you So, guys. Christian, if someone, honestly, though, to be serious, like who's listening to this, who's struggling, because a lot of people who go, who've been through our program or other programs listen to this. Mm-hmm. So if they want help, how do they get a hold of you, Christian? I'm going to give you my direct cell line. Um, Ryan might not give you his because Ryan is on – uh, he's on the the main line our main of line yep wasatch recovery i'm not um we drew straws and i won because <laughs> that boy is that rarely true stops that phone <laughs> rarely stops and the cool thing about decker is i've watched him he he doesn't he takes those calls and they come in at all hours of the night and day and, and decker, and decker really does he take takes them all them. he takes alicia them. who's part of our team she'll take them it's kind yeah. of funny because you can't get them before decker i watch alicia and the phone rings decker's fast and he is on it like nobody's <laughs> on it. and there's we're not commissioned salespeople, right we don't do that's not how this thing works yeah he is he's doing this because he's he just loves the, the ability to change so my direct number christian smith area code 801 870 one three seven nine and uh, i'll if i don't get that phone um decker thinks it's because i'm golfing that's not always the case <laughs> i will always assumption. get back to you it's pretty safe <laughs> i will always get back to you yeah uh, you and you can call me on my direct number still it's uh 801-318-4240 you can even text me Okay. Email Ryan at WasatchRecovery.com. You can call the main Wasatch number. I don't even remember what that is off the top of my head. I'll but. put it in the show notes. Yep. I'll have both your numbers in the show notes, your emails, and then also Wasatch's main line. Um, and here's what's cool about our place, and you guys can speak to this better than me. If we're not a right fit for someone, we're not the people that are like, well, let's just put them in. We will find another place. We will, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, we spend the majority of our time send, helping people like, find a place other than us yeah yeah we've we've talked about this a lot there's no no treatment center has proprietary information on how to treat what we treat alcoholism and the co and drug addiction and the co-occurring underlying issues nobody has special proprietary information the state requires and the federal laws require you use evidence-based modalities but every treatment center has a different culture in it and and we do wonderful work, Ryan and Alicia and I. At, if this culture doesn't fit you, we'll help you find one that does. And that's important because the research has been clear for years that the number one predictor to a successful outcome is the client's buy-in to what's being presented to them. And so if the buy-in, if, if what's being presented to them is the same pretty much everywhere you go, and it is, then the culture is the difference maker. And so if we're not the right fit, We'll find some place that, that will be yeah. a better fit for you. Try yeah. to give you some Look. direction too. I mean, yeah. a lot of times it's we know our loved ones need help, right? But they don't want help, right? And waiting for them to get help or what to do next or how do I do that? But yeah, we're here just to answer questions, help any way we can. I mean, there is, you know, we're we can only do what we can do, but yeah. we'll, we'll do everything we can. Okay, put you both on the spot in closing here. Do you have a favorite quote or a favorite statement that you live by, Christian? 
and Decker eventually. You guys have one that just kind of you. I know I put you on the spot. If you don't have one, I've got one. I got I got <laughs> I got one. Uh, it was a quick one, but yeah, I just kind of live by is the happiness can be a choice, like I talked about earlier. Yeah, just you say those that a simple lot. those simple things, and even constant reminders when things mm-hmm. aren't going good is yeah. huge for me. Yeah, love it. You know, I have one, and I can't even remember it. I have a couple. Yeah. No, that's all good. That which you persist in doing becomes easier. Yeah. Not that the nature of the thing changes, but that your ability to perform it is increased. That's one of them. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's been true in my life. Yeah. Yeah, love it. You guys are amazing. Um, My favorite thing is I tell every client sitting on that couch where you guys are sitting, they read this quote above my head. And I have them read it out loud. On day one, you got a heroin addict, meth addict, coke addict, alcoholic, benzo, opiate. You know, they're messed up. They've got mental illness, if you want to recall that. And I have them read this out loud. It says, the most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there's nothing wrong with you. And when they finally realize that, it's kind of like I saw that in you, Decker. Mm -hmm. When you finally realize, you know what, I am good. To your core, you're good. Just like you are, Christian, to your core. And anyone listen to this, to your core, you are good. And when you realize that, just like you were when we were kids, man, you remember when we were kids and we would just roll down a hill mm-hmm. and it was like the greatest time of our lives? Like, imagine as adults we're rolling down hills. People think we were crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> but, I mean, I think we need to be more childlike. Not childish, but more childlike. And I think if we live more like that, and kids, what are they? They're love, man. Yep. It's all about love, folks. And we talked a lot about love today. Hopefully you felt our love. Um, I love you too, like brothers. Seriously, you guys are amazing. Love you, brother. And we're so lucky to be working together here. Um, If you need help, reach out to these two wonderful individuals. I'll have all their contact information in the show notes. If you struggle on talking to a loved one, because sometimes they don't want to talk, send them this episode. It'll be a good way to break the ice, right? How cool would that be? Yeah. 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 So anyway, love you guys. Thanks for taking some time today. Ryan, sorry if I offended you on the putting thing. I really am sorry. I can't make the putt. We're going to work on Ryan's you. belief system around putting. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll, we'll let you know how that goes. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in week after week. I love you. And you guys have been fantastic. Uh, this has been a just an amazing ride. I can't believe where we're at. This blows my mind. Um, but uh, grateful to be in this position and grateful that I'm alive and grateful that... Uh, some love today we all connected with love our higher power love you guys take care love you bye-bye